0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. I told you when I got here this morning that uh, it it was Rex Manning Day times two because we had uh, LeJean from 7Dust and Mark Tremonti here yesterday. And now we are welcoming Dorothy to the WAF studio. What's up, guys? What's up? Good morning. I want to make sure that I can hear you really good. Good morning. Thank you guys for getting up and coming through the weather and... You guys are playing at the Paradise tonight. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having us. And this is your first trip to the WAF studio, and this is the new digs. We just moved in here. Doesn't it smell new? It smells new. It
0: looks awesome. It feels good.
1: good they, job. It's, uh, it's a little more roomy than the last place. We were, I was talking to the guys yesterday about when you get, like, your first tour bus, and you kind of don't want to know who owned it before you because you really (laughs) don't know what happened in there.
0: We have some stories.
1: Yeah, well, the old AAF studio was kind of like that. Like, you just didn't want to know what happened in there. But let's get back to your tour bus and the stories that you don't want to talk about on the radio. I'm not going to say who was on it before us. Not
0: this one. But our last tour bus smelled very interesting. (laughs) Like interesting in a cadaver way? or exactly like that. And pretty much had to have the bus driver shop vac the carpet in the vacuum.
1: It's one of those things where it's like, do you wanna know what the smell is or do you smelled like a dead body. But was there really a body? Like there's gotta be We were looking for one. (laughs) We went down under the bays to look for one
0: and we're sniffing around the bus and we're like, What is that smell? It's ruining my life.
1: How long were you in a van or an R V before you got the dead cadaver bus? Uh, years. I've been in
0: sprinters and bands, and the worst is a bandwagon because it's it tries to be a bus, but it's not a bus, and it has no shock absorption. So every time you hit a bump, your body lifts off of your bunk like light as a feather, stiff as a board, and then it just drops you back down. Are you able to sleep anywhere now because you learned how to sleep in no. a bus like that? No. No. they. I mean, the guys—this is Nick Perry on my right and Eli Wolfmeyer on my left, by the way. They can sleep great. They can sleep in hotels. I can't. I have to sleep in the bus because you're used vibration. to it now. I'm used to it. And uh, bandwagons, I couldn't sleep. I didn't sleep for years. So finally, we've gotten to a place where our venues have showers and I'm sleeping pretty good on a bus.
1: I just found out we have a shower downstairs. <laughs> I didn't even you know. You don't want to know who's been there. That's what everybody told me. They're like, I don't think you want to use it, but at least there's one in the building.
0: Yeah, we finally have showers. It's, it's really nice.
1: I don't get to ask this question often because there aren't a lot of female-fronted rock bands, but with the air staff here at WAF, they always say that it's nice that I'm around because the studio smells nicer than it usually does when all the guys are in here. (laughs) Is that the case with you as well, or or, are you guys actually smelling better than she does? Well, it might be a stereotype that men
0: are stinky and dirty because these guys are clean and the bus smells pretty good. Oh, well, that's good. Except for today. There was a funky odor today. (laughs) I do have a lot of candles and incense and stuff like that. and But, I mean, there isn't, like, just socks lying around on the floor.
1: All right. Well, that's good.
0: But maybe they, they don't do that because they know I'm crazy.
1: Now, I can tell you that the Paradise is a legendary venue here in Boston. And so many bands have played there. And it's a great room because you can see from everywhere. The vibe is awesome in there. But I think the dressing rooms at the Paradise are kind of like what we're talking about where it's like, I don't know if you really want to know what's happened in there over the years. I think that's most venues. Yeah. Most venues with rock and roll. You're, you guys are from L.A. Mm-hmm. I had to apologize to Lejean yesterday because he's, you know, from Atlanta now. And uh, uh, Does everybody in L.A. hate us as well, too, because of sports? Are we allowed to go there right now? I don't now? hate you. Okay, I appreciate I that. I love you. I appreciate that. I don't know. I can't speak for the rest of L.A., I'm not really big into sports, though. Okay. So. Well, that's what I was going to ask, because we you know, we have this chant about beat L.A., and now we got L.A. bands <laughs> and Atlanta bands. I feel like the first thing I have to do is apologize, because our sports <laughs> team teams keep kicking your ass. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I apologize.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, hey, didn't the Rams make it to the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah. And then we beat you. Sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's very true.
1: <laughs> we had a really great party, though. But you guys
0: have Tom Brady. I mean, I don't think he's human. See, you just said you don't know a lot about sports, but you know about Tom Brady. Everybody knows about Tom yeah, Brady. I know. That's about the extent of my sports knowledge.
1: We could sit here and talk about Tom Brady all day if you want, but <laughs> I, but you guys,
0: you're I'm gonna. Not, I'm not into, I mean, like, cool. He's Tom Brady. Great. Yeah. I cheered in high school and we lost every game <laughs> and that's where I stopped talking about football. Well,
1: that's what I was, so you were a cheerleader? Cause I was going to yeah. ask, were you, cause I was a band nerd. Yes. And so did you start out in music or you were the cheerleader first? When did you start playing rock and roll? No, I
0: was not no I didn't had I had like I was kind of friends with everyone, sorta. Of. Like I was friends with the punks and I was friends with like a group of girls that studied really hard and like uh I wasn't really friends with the cheerleaders. I wore black nail polish and listened to Marilyn Manson and the coach kept yelling at me. But I wanted to do some sort of sport and because I had a background in gymnastics, I was just naturally kind of good at it. And I made the team. I didn't think I was going to make the team. Um, please was,
1: tell me you look like one of the goth cheerleaders from the kinda. Smells Like Teen Spirit video. Because you know, that's what's in my though, head like, right now.
0: No, because you couldn't wear nail polish or makeup or lipstick or anything like that. Oh, my and God. And you had to have your hair in a ponytail. It was so stupid. <laughs> and then I'm like, but we lose every game. So please let me at least make this fun.
1: So where did this old school rock and roll vibe that your music has where does that come from because it feels like you're channeling something from some other place and for anybody that has not heard your music yet we're going to play your new single in a minute and then you guys are going to play acoustic so they understand what I'm talking about but where does this soul come from was it from the music you grew up listening to well I think it's a couple things yeah my dad had,
0: had a great vinyl collection which I now have so I grew up on Bob Dylan and Pink Floyd and Zeppelin and um, Janice. And uh, and then I think, you know, like Linda Perry produced 28 Days in the Valley and that was the direction we wanted to go and that has a lot of influence as well. But I think she kind of nudged that direction because of maybe the way my voice sounds and the way the guys play. And so it just kind of came together. I don't I don't know where the soul and the channeling. Sometimes it really does feel like I'm it's just like having an out-of-body experience on stage. It's really cool.
1: Well, you'll be able to check it out tonight at the Paradise. So we're going to play the new single, Who Do You Love? Yeah. And then you guys are going to play Acoustic in the Studio.
0: Yeah, we're going to play Ain't Our Time to Die off, 28 Days in the Valley.
1: All right. Well, we're going to play Who Do You Love first. This is Dorothy at WAF. That's new music here at WAF. That's Dorothy. Who do you love? And the text line at 97107 is going crazy right now. So can I read you some of these text messages? Yeah, I'd love to hear them. All right. So uh, uh, somebody's saying, please uh, tell me at some point she has covered White Rabbit. I haven't.
0: Never, ever? Never, no. I have covered it. I put a spell on you.
1: It, the Janis Joplin, Grace Slick, like that's a common theme in a lot of these text messages. Do you get those comparisons all the time? Mm-hmm. And how do you handle that measure of comparison? Does it, I mean. I mean, it's, it's very flattering. Thank you. Because I, No I listened, pressure, though. No.
0: And I, and I listened to a lot of that stuff growing up so I could see how it kind of seeped into the way
1: I sing. Maybe you were talking about your dad's vinyl collection that you inherited, mm-hmm. and vinyl is such a huge part of the music business all over again. How many albums do you have, and what do you have in that collection? Because your dad probably oh, had some cool stuff, right? I have a lot of,
0: I have a lot. I have a lot, and plus stuff I've purchased. Um, but I have like his Thriller, Off the Wall, The Commodores, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, creative. like
1: an original pressing. Yeah,
0: oh. from this, yeah, from back in the fifties and sixties, and. 70s a lot of bgs a um, lot of zeppelin uh, a lot of janice and joe baez and janice ian who janice ian and i are now friends
1: <laughs> i have a theory about rock and roll and you're a perfect person to ask my theory is that if women weren't bitches rock and roll wouldn't exist do you agree or no <laughs> i don't know
0: I think rock and roll would exist no matter what.
1: You think? Yeah. Even without us, we seems to be this inspiration for so many great songs that, they, that, that guy rock stars write songs about us. I mean, you don't have to be a,
0: a bitch to write a good song, but sometimes it does help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dorothy's here in the WAF studio. You guys are going to play acoustic. I on the radio. Yeah. Bitch, bitch, bitch. There yeah, I call Let's myself the baddest life. bitch in Boston. You can say you it all I- you want. <laughs> I believe you. We're, we'll be back. We got Dorothy here in the WAF studio. You can always tell when somebody cool's hanging out in the AAF studio like Dorothy because all of a sudden everyone else in the building around here wants to come up and check it out. You make quite an impression with everybody in the building. And I told them to get in here. Yeah, I so we got that. a studio full of people right now because you guys are going to play acoustic. Yeah, so play what, song are you gonna, what song are you going to play for us? It's called In Our Time to Die Off, 28 Days in the Valley. And that's the album that Linda Perry produced, yeah. right? Yes, absolutely. So we were talking off mic and I was like, God, I, I thought that they were local and you met her and did you say she was from san diego yes she grew up in san diego but we are all out of la yeah Yeah. so she's california but born in massachusetts i did not know that i didn't know it either (laughs) i had to google it because i was like i thought that linda perry's from four non blondes for anybody that remembers that band way back in the day but Mm -hmm. she's made more of a name for herself being an unbelievable producer and writer Mm -hmm. she's worked with everybody Yeah. So did you become friends with her first? How did you get to work with her?
0: I asked around um, and someone knew her and put us in touch. And she was like, yeah, come to my studio. Let's write. (laughs) And that's it's that easy. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Because I think maybe things are meant to be. And I'm sure she wouldn't just let anyone walk through her studio. But something, you know, something just lined up.
1: I always ask artists that come in about working with a producer because I think, you know, people hear producer all the time. They see the producer credits at the Grammys, and they're not really sure exactly how involved this outside person actually is in the crafting of the music. So what was it like writing the song you're about to play with her? Like, how did that come about?
0: She was very heavily involved in this record. Uh, We wrote everything together, um, either her and I one-on-one in the studio or the whole band and all of us together. And then we tracked everything live and I did vocals live with the band in the vocal room. So it was heavily involved.
1: I always have a hard time. Like when the boss is here, they, you know, they listen to the show and then they're like, you could have done this better or that kind of sucked or whatever. Is it hard when you're a songwriter and you bring ideas to someone like Linda Perry and, they want to make corrections or change things. Like how hard is that for an artist when you're crafting music? She wants the artists to be themselves. She's very
0: honest and she nurtures artists to be what she sees and she's very intuitive of who you really are. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I guess you could put it this way, I wasn't being myself and she pointed it out, called me out on it and she was right, you know, she was right. I felt like I came from just this evolution of being something I kind of wasn't, like, playing rock and roll, quote unquote. And now it's like, oh, well, we have an actual band writing the songs and playing them on, you know, recording them in the studio and then playing them live. And they've done a great job of translating the first record and making it flow with the second record through a live
1: set. Was this song written acoustic or I don't you... remember. I don't... Do you remember, Eli? A lot of them start off that way, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm going to let you guys do it. So this is Dorothy live in the WAF studio. Wow, that was amazing. Dorothy live acoustic here in the WAF studio. Do you feel the wave of a new kind of resurgence of rock music, the way it seems to be talked about in the press? People are talking about this new... Generation of rock. Do you feel that and do you think that you're part of that kind of new wave? Um, I think we're making music
0: we love and I I really don't read too much press so point me in the right direction, but (laughs) it seems like people are having a really good time at when we Come out and play a show. It seems like they're really happy.
1: I mean, people have been trying to talk about a rock is dead for, what, 25 years now? (laughs) It's like rock is basically a zombie that just isn't going to die at this point. But it just seems like over the last couple of years, it's like a whole new generation of rock is kind of emerging. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of energy around it, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it still takes Post Malone to get the Red Hot Chili Peppers on the Grammys. Well... So the powers that be, whatever decisions they want to make and whatever
0: agenda they want to push, it doesn't matter. Kids are going to still make rock and roll music.
1: And it's, it, it, it's always been an art form of, of the people. It's, it, but mm-hmm. what I noticed in the Grammys, that even the pop stars, especially the female pop stars, they all played guitars. Mm-hmm. And so there also seems to be this new wave of people appreciating the art of learning how to play the guitar all over again.
0: Yeah, and Lady Gaga put a rock and roll spin on her Shallow song. Yeah. She went full, like, glam rock.
1: There are some pop stars, like, I think, like, Pink, I think Fergie, I think Lady Gaga. I love all of them. (laughs) Yeah, they have this great rock vibe about, like, uh, Fergie did a great song with Slash on one of his solo records. That I was like, oh my God, why isn't she in a rock band? Her voice is sick. Yeah.
0: Like, she's and I love pink. I've always loved pink. These are
1: I mean, they're heavily
0: rock influenced.
1: I was just reading an article about her this morning that she was talking about how she slashed her husband's tires on Thanksgiving, and I was like, She needs to be a Which rock one, star. Pink? Yeah. Like, how much do you <laughs> love her? She got in a fight with her husband on Thanksgiving and slashed his tires. She is, is a rock article? star. Where's this? It's all over the internet right now. She said it on Ellen oh (laughs) wow have you ever slashed anybody's tires i wanted
0: to really (laughs) i wanted to throw my ex's guitar off the balcony really Mm -hmm. oh and then that little voice in my head goes karma yeah
1: see that's why i didn't kill mine (laughs) because i thought about it for a couple minutes and i was like do i really want my buddies that work in the prison bringing me lunch every day no no, i I don't
0: i wrote a song about it instead and then it went to number eight on mainstream rock radio yeah
1: see so that's the best revenge right so if it was mm -hmm. his guitar he's a musician too (laughs) yeah oh okay (laughs) i'm not gonna get into the naming names i don't
0: know what i don't know what he's doing now i don't care i uh actually found someone who's amazing so i'm very very happy okay good because that was
1: that was gonna be one of my questions because a lot of people on the text line are wondering what your status is oh sorry guys i'm (laughs) about to get engaged really (laughs) does he know that um yeah, he
0: knows. He knows? He's ring shopping. He, right
1: now in Boston? No, If in he's LA. a smart man, he would be. In L.A. Really? I'm a black diamond girl. How do you feel about black That's diamonds? Cool. Yeah, That's right? That's really cool.
0: I think he wants to do something really classic from Tiffany's is what he told me. So, um, But he said, absolutely, do not go on the website. Don't even try to sniff around. And I'm like, just get a cubic zirconia from Macy's. Nobody can tell the difference. <laughs> Hello? I don't want someone going like, give me your ring. You know, or a watermelon ring pop like that, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> but if it's a
1: $60 cubic zirconia and you get held up for your ring, you just here have it. Well, that seems to be this big thing in Hollywood that every all the celebrities' houses are getting broken into and they're getting robbed for these yeah. giant diamonds. Crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. LA is crazy. That's yeah. why we live here and kind of make fun of LA because you guys are always like I couldn't handle the snow which by the way thank you for coming to Boston in February yeah but then we look at your fires and earthquakes and mudslides and we're like yeah the snow doesn't look that bad
0: oh yeah the fires were so gnarly last year did they get anywhere near your house no but they took out a lot and we did the um, we did like a Malibu fire benefit that Linda put together mm-hmm. and we had Natasha Bedingfield and Brandy Carlisle Put, like brought me to tears
1: can we talk about her for a second because we were talking about the grammys i thought she stole the show
0: brandy yes yes she was fantastic her performance was just earth-shattering at the uh at the malibu benefit so uh, i wasn't at the grammys because we were on tour but... see
1: i watched it on tv because i didn't get invited <laughs> but but i'm watching it going how have i felt bad not knowing more about her because i Jesus. work in the music business and i was like who is this woman? She's amazing. She's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, she really is. She's a true
0: artist to her very core. And I just recently fell in love with her and I was like her, al- her like she has so many albums out. She's been around, you know, she's been doing this and her voice is just next level.
1: That's why I felt like crap that I didn't know who she was. I felt so stupid and I was like now I want to go out and buy all her records because her performance was so amazing. Yeah. You know what I love is that you know, I've been on the air almost 21 years here at AAF, and I couldn't name more than a couple, like, female-fronted rock singers when I started. And now, there just seems to be these women that are coming out and kicking so much ass. And I'm like, yes! It's about time! And they're getting the res- the respect in the industry that they deserve, because I think for a long time they didn't.
0: Yeah, I agree with you.
1: Yeah, do you do you feel that
0: changing with you? Like, it seems to be it. It seems to be. I mean, I'm hearing it a lot, you know, and um, it just seems to be. I don't want to say more acceptable for a woman because it should have always been acceptable. But then it, you look back at history and you had Joan Jett, you know, yeah. and um, Patty Smith. So, and they were out there. They were out there, yeah. but I'm sure they endured a lot of door slamming in their face.
1: Joan Jett was the first celebrity I met as an intern here, like, years ago. <laughs> nice. And I just remember walking up to her and being like, oh, my God, you're Joan Jett. And she was like, I, kn-
0: I know. You know it's crazy? <laughs> we played with her last year, and she's amazing. She's so nice. And um, we left the show, and I think our guitar tech Kevin had a Joan Jett uh, t-shirt. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever, and I said, but I want a real vintage... One. I really, really want a real vintage one. Hit the eBay. But we did. We went. To, we went vintage shopping the next day, and it was hanging on the wall. No 80 way, bucks, really? Or like sixty bucks or something like that. And they gave it to me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'd fully manifested this T-shirt."
1: If we had known back when we were like teenagers that all of those shirts we bought at concerts for five bucks would be worth so much money now, we would have saved them all.
0: Right. I know.
1: Well, I really appreciate you guys coming up today. It was such a pleasure to finally meet you. You're playing at the Paradise tonight. Details are up on the concert page at WAF.com. Next time you guys come back to town, will you please come back? Yeah, absolutely. We would love to have you come we'll talk back. Talk sports. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just talk Tom Brady. I gotta go do my research. No, just, as long as you can talk about Tom Brady in this town, you're totally fine. It's totally fine. Before you go, will you sign the new guitar we have in the AF studio? Oh, for sure. All right, we're going to do that. I'm going to play some Dorothy. This is Dark Nights. It's WAAF. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?